Uh, hi, and welcome to Pioneers Podcast. Uh, my name is Farhad, and I am your host for this episode. The aim of this podcast is to explore Christian pioneering ministry and provide resources and encouragement for those who aspire to pioneer but don't know how to start. In this first episode, I talk to Nikki Pibus. Uh, Nikki is a pioneer minister with the Diocese of Bath and Wells in Western Supermare. Uh, pioneering is really about living everyday life in our neighbourhoods, towns and cities and reimagining how the Christian faith can develop roots there. Nikki's journey is evidence of that. Let's hear it from herself. Hi Nikki, thanks for joining me for this podcast. Hello. Hi, hello. Can you hear me? Good to be here. Hi. Yes, I can hear you. Yes, good. Great. Thanks for joining me for this podcast. Uh, and uh, perhaps, uh, yeah, perhaps it's good to start with who you are and what you do. Yes. Yeah. So I'm Nikki Pibus. I'm um, a full-time pioneer minister on the Bourneville Estate in Western Supermare, which is on the west coast of England. Why do you do pioneering uh, as opposed to something else? Yeah, um, yeah. so my last uh, role was in Portsmouth as a part-time pioneer minister before I came here. I've been here um, nearly a year now. Um, and um, but my last role was my first pioneer ministry role. Um, and the, the reason I got into that was because before that, at the time, I was working for the Diocese of Portsmouth in a more of an admin role. Um, working for the Council for Social Responsibility, uh, which was all about helping churches and parishes to engage with their communities in a more outward-looking way, um, sharing resources with others and kind of doing things that engage new people. So lots of pioneering elements to that. And that's when I found out about this thing called pioneering. Um, saw the job advertised. Um, I thought, yeah, I'll go for that. I don't think I'm probably going to get it because I haven't got any experience. Um, but um, or any qualifications or anything pioneering, but I thought I'll go for it and see what happens. Um, and yeah, got the job and just absolutely loved it. Um, it's not been without its challenges and it's not been, you know, always easy at all. Um, but I really, I just love it. And I feel like for the first time, um, I found a job that actually is really me. Mm. Uh, whereas mm. before I was doing things that, you know, there were bits, bits and bits of the, the job that I liked, but actually I really thought this isn't something I want to do long-term. Whereas now I can't imagine doing anything other than pioneering. So I've definitely got the bug for it. You mentioned qualification. Uh, I, I don't particularly feel or, or think there is necessarily a need for a formal qualification as long as there is a, a, that aptitude to learn and keep learning. I just wanted to know what you think about that. Yeah, no, 100% agree. Um I think training obviously is important and I think it's good like you say to learn new things and to be open to new things and I've certainly now since I've been in sort of the pioneering world pioneering world about four or four years five years um, I have done courses I've done a module with CMS and all mm. those things have really helped but I think like you said the most important thing is the enthusiasm for it the passion for it mm. um, kind of that sense of calling um, people describe that obviously in lots of different ways but just um, for me, it was a, a discontent, like, if you like, a frustration of how things are and were and are in the church. Yeah. Um, and having that sense of, you know, I'm sure there is a, another way of doing this. There's another way of, 
research out in the world and, and engaging those that, that won't necessarily come and engage with the more formal or you know traditional forms of church so for me it was that frustration that things surely things can be better than this or things can be different than this mm, um mm. so yeah so that i think that is the main thing really and then like you say just that openness to learning mm, mm. i'm learning new stuff every day and, wow. you know wow. I, I feel like i still feel like sometimes i'm making it up as i go along because you have to think on your feet yes and you have to kind of respond to situations yes and, and you know, I think as soon as you feel like, yeah, I've got this sussed, I know exactly what I'm doing as a pioneer. That's when actually God goes, ah, no, don't want you to do it like that. I want mm. you to do it like this. Yes, <laughs> yes. And it surprises you, or you know, stop something that you're doing. So I think, yeah, it's always being open to learning new things. Yeah. Definitely. Yes. Yeah. It puts you on 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 so to speak on the frontier, moving forward, learning new things, learning understanding people, learning cultures, learning how things change. And I imagine uh, in these current circumstances, this uh, coronavirus, things have changed quite a lot and you've probably had to learn some new things. Yes, um, definitely. I think um, lots of stuff uh, has changed. Um, some of the things that I was starting to, to get involved with in the community here See, a lot of those things are on hold, things are shut, things, you know, we can't go to places, we can't do things, we can't see people in person. Um, so some of those things have moved online, some of those things just aren't happening at the moment. Um, but what has happened is um, other things that have been positive. So I have found that I've got to know my neighbours, my immediate neighbours on yeah. my road, mm. uh, which has been lovely because I, yes. I posed right at the beginning, of, so I posted a a note through all the doors saying I'm here to help if, if you need me shopping or just a phone call yes. or anything like that I'm here to help um and that was lovely because a few of my neighbors responded I had my number on there and um so that's been lovely I've got to know some of my neighbors um I've also found that just as I walk around doing my dog walks each day that people are um, so it's a very friendly welcoming community here anyway oh, but brilliant. I found that since corona um people are almost more friendly and yes. chatty i think because we can't get close to each other physically that there's that sense of having a conversation with another human being at a kind of human to human level without technology yes <laughs> yes you have to maintain the two meter distance yeah. so so people have been more chatty and, and friendly and saying hello and stuff so that's been lovely um and uh yeah but it's it's been a challenge to know what can i do as a pioneer hmm. at the moment um, hmm. in the world but also on the flip side of that, I love it because it's a challenge. So it's again, it's thinking, okay, right, the goalposts have shifted. Yes. So, so what does pioneering look like now? Yes. And what is God doing now? And hmm. how do we join in with that? And what's what's it going to look like? And what's this, this whole talk about the new normal is quite exciting because, you know, maybe, just maybe our values might shift a little bit as a society and hopefully in a good way. So we might take more responsibility for the earth and our, you know, our destruction of the planet. Yes, yes. See how... You know, the planet is thriving because we're not driving our cars around so much. Yes, that's right. You know, yes. all of that. Yeah. There's not airplanes going around so much. Yeah, so definitely. Yeah. There's a sense of that responsibility and also valuing each other more, yes. valuing human connection more. Yes. Um, all sorts of things that I hope will be a positive that come out of mm. this. Um, but we have to wait and see because we're living in it right now. So, 
Yeah. That's right, yes. It's going to take a little bit of time, yeah, for those things, for those good things to emerge as, as we move forward. You mentioned something about calling. I just wanted to, to zoom in on that. And when did you feel and how did you feel that kind of God's call on your life for pioneering? Mm, yeah, um, I think for me it was more of a gradual thing. So it wasn't like a Damascus Road yes. kind of boom hit me in the face, um, yeah. sudden calling. It was it was more of a gradual thing. That's right. Um, and as I say, like my my role in the diocese that was more of an admin role, I was hearing about this pioneering thing, and a lot of the work I was doing was linking with pioneering. And so I sort of gradually found out about it. Um, and the more I read about it, the more I found out about it, the more I talked to people who were doing pioneering. I just got excited and I just thought, oh, oh, I just, you know, I'd love to do that. I'd love to do that. And then, as I say, um, you know, the job came up and I just thought, wow, you know, I really think maybe this is an opportunity. So mm. for me, you know, so I think, yeah, it was more of a discovering what it was about and thinking, oh, that really feels like it would fit where I am coming from. Um, um, but also a gradual, I kind of, I guess it grew as I did the pioneering, if that makes sense. So as I, yes, it does. Um, as I, as I, as I worked as a pioneer, those sort of first sort of that first year and or two, as I got into the role, um, it definitely grew. And like I say, I just, I can't imagine genuine, I mean, I say this now and God might have other plans, but I can't imagine doing anything else at the moment hmm. um, other than pioneering. It just, yeah, it just feels like it's where I should, it's where God wants me to be. So when you started, did you have challenges starting as a pioneer? And what were they? How did you overcome them? Oh, lots of challenges. Yes. So, um, <laughs> and there still are, there still are many. Um, so I think a lot of it is about um, uh, different expectations of what pioneering is and different perceptions of what a pioneer is as well. Because... Um, so pioneering is an interesting thing because there are lots of different types of pioneer. So it's not even like it's an easy thing to define because it can look different in different contexts. That's right. Um, yeah. And there's the there's the kind of scale as well from sort of the church planting side of pioneering right through to the kind of activist innovator kind of, you know, the more edgy on the margin stuff um, and everything in between. So it's no wonder that the, the term pioneer is misunderstood and that people have different expectations of what it means. Um so one of my first challenges was the, um, this is when I was in Portsmouth, the, um, the church that I was linked to, uh, a lot of the people in the congregation didn't understand what a pioneer, what a pioneer was. Um, and there were a good proportion of the people in the congregation. It was a very large, uh, large church building, but a very small congregation. Um, and I think a lot of them thought I was going to solve Sunday mornings. And I was going to bring... <laughs> Bring the masses to church. Yeah. And, um, yeah. <laughs> yes, <laughs> and yes, all heart. hopes. Yes, yes, yes. And that's, of course, that's what I did. No. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and that's quite hard because actually there's a lot of hope in that and a lot of, um, hmm. you know, you don't want to, you know, really upset people um, when they've sort of, you know, been really you know, desperate for this person who's going to solve things and fix things. Um, so I quite quickly, when I started kind of... Um, I had, you know, conversations with people individually, but I also did some things with the whole congregation about what is pioneering, and that was quite informal. I sort of did some, like, a, an informal presentation, if you like, about what pioneering is and what it isn't, but I did it in an informal way with tea and coffee and, you know, questions and answers. Yes. Just to try and break down some of the misunderstandings, some of the myths about pioneering, and, and really try and set out 
what is it? What is it all about? Um, to try and, but it, it, I have to say though, it's still, you know, it was still an ongoing thing throughout the time that I was there to keep on sort of reminding people that my role is to do this and it's not to do that. And, mm. um, you know, so so that's that's definitely one of the hard things I think is sort of people expect you to do one thing or be one thing and actually your role is something different and hmm. that can cause tension. <laughs> um, I can imagine. <laughs> yes. The other thing is, um, I guess it's going to link to that, but um, sort of, uh, this, so it's really important, as as you know, as a pioneer, to have um, freedom to take risks, and that means freedom to try things, and for those things not not always to work. That That's freedom right. to fail is really really hmm. important, hmm. and I think the church can be quite risk averse. Yes, yes. And, <laughs> And don't like it when if you start something up and it doesn't sort of tend to it doesn't do what you wanted it to do yes they don't like you to let go of that thing mm. because you've started this thing and you haven't given it long enough and we need to keep doing it um so that was quite hard as well to sort of mm. try and help them to understand that i'm going to try a few things and it's like it's like i'm conducting a series of experiments if you like and mm. some of these things might work and some of them won't work but it's all about discovering and finding out you know the, the things that don't work are, are as important as the things that do hmm. in order to find out, you know, what will work in this context. So you hmm. need to be able to try things and um, and take some risks and do some things that perhaps the church are like, oh, well, we don't we haven't done that before. We're not sure if we are comfortable with this. Hmm. Um, so it does require them to have a lot of um, confidence in you as a pioneer. And I think that takes time to build that trust and that confidence. So. Um, so that was another sort of, yeah, big challenge and, and still is really, um, to kind of have that sense of trying things and failing and that's okay. And that's, that's a good thing. Um, trying to think what else really, there's probably, they're probably the main things. Oh, the other one is, is about control, I guess, which is linked to freedom. Yes. So when, and again, often it's the strong personalities on the PCC. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm not going to mention any names. Yes. So names. <laughs> no, good so, one. You know, you know, there's always those strong characters. And I think sometimes they think that they are your line manager and they're not. Yes. Um, and that they can somehow control what you can and can't do hmm. and that you need to ask them permission for the things that you can and can't do and it's about <laughs> yeah again them understanding that's not quite how it works yes um so yeah yeah definitely i think linked to the pcc as well there's that so it's really important to have communication with hmm. the pcc so they know what you're doing yes but it's it's not that permission giving yes um, committee so yes. it's not a committee that you go to and say well i've got these ideas which one can i do it's hmm. more kind of well, these are the things that I'm, you know, thinking that God might be showing our opportunities. Yes. I'm going to just explore some of them and, yeah. and then I'll update you what's what's happening. And, you know, so it's a bit more of a, so they're still involved, but they're not controlling. They're that's not, right. Yeah, yes. If that makes sense. Yes. That, yes. Again, yes. That's, that goes against how PCCs normally work. They normally present things and vote on it and then decide yeah. as a group what goes forward and what happens. So that was quite a tricky thing to navigate in my, mm. again, Mm. more in my Portsmouth role and then the other thing that I had which was a real um challenge uh, in again in my first role as a pioneer was about a year into the role um, so I was there about three years um the vicar retired um and I'm sure it was nothing personal <laughs> <laughs> yeah I'm sure yes <laughs> she, she retired bless her and um um so then we went into interregnum uh, into a period of vacancy and that was really hard then because mm. uh, I guess there's the sense in 
lots of congregations about not wanting to do anything different, just to keep everything the same while the vicar isn't there. Yes. And to, you know, just to keep everything that you've been doing, to keep it all the same and to keep everything going mm. the same. And again, I had a situation where I'd been running something for a while. Um, it was a cafe church thing. Um, and it wasn't really reaching anyone new. So I was like, I just, this just isn't working. The congregation were enjoying it, but it, it wasn't pioneering in any way. Yes. Um, mm. And um, so I really wanted to let it go and not do it anymore. Um, but the church really wanted to cling on to it because they really enjoyed it and they really liked it and they were getting a lot from it. But, you know, and because we were in vacancy, it, they sort of said, well, you know, because there's no vigor here, we can't really make a decision about it. So you've got to keep doing it. And I found that, re found that really hard. Because, hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yes no i yeah i understand the routine is yeah. the thing of yeah. the congregations <laughs> and yes. uh, and sometimes yes. and it was it was a sunday a month they didn't have to get another vicar in to cover the service as well so again from a practical point of yes. view you know they wanted to keep that going because then it was you know again it was yeah. it was what they knew and i think when you're faced with uncertainty yes <laughs> like, yeah. like now that's right wanna, some people want to cling on to what they know don't yes. they cling yes. on to their security yeah. and kind of yeah. Uh, not want anything else to change yes. so that's quite hard as a pioneer when your role is all about change mm. and doing new things so yeah. Wow. Yeah. So, yeah, they're the main things I can think of that were. Wow. These, yeah, I mean, these are huge challenges. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You, you mention them in three items, but actually they are huge when you're in it. And from what I, from what I understood is that uh, they're all relational, aren't they? They all have a relational, oh, strong relational I, aspect. I say this to people that, you know, pioneer, when people say, what is pioneering? I, I often say, you know, it's, it's all about relationships. Mm. That is literally what it is. Um, and it's not rocket science, but it's, yeah, mm. it, it, it can go well or it can go horribly badly depending on your relationships with people and how, how they are. Mm. Mm. <laughs> yes, yeah. Yeah, definitely. It really yeah. good it ties into my next question, which was what, what did you learn from the challenges and setbacks? Oh, gosh, yes, good question. Um, so I learned... Um, <laughs> to lean on God. Oh <laughs> uh, yes, that's a good um, one. <laughs> to really you know, to really trust God when you're, you're really frustrated with things and things don't seem to be going the way that you want them to go, or you know, um, and you're, you're sort of hitting these obstacles along the way, which you will as a pioneer. Um, and um, the other one was so when I in my first role as a pioneer, I um, I was so excited to be a pioneer that I kind of um, threw myself into it into the deep end and i did i started doing lots of stuff straight away um and i think and then in this role now um i've been here nearly a year i'm deliberately taking more time so i'm building relationships in the community and i'm um getting to know the culture of the place what works here you know what just yeah just having a sense of this place um which and doing a lot of that listening um, which takes a long time. And so I've sort of taken the pressure off myself to do lots of things. I've been getting involved with things to, in order to meet people and get to know people, but I haven't started up very many things myself because I think it's really important not to rush into that. And I, that's something that I definitely learned through doing it kind of, kind of the wrong way around the first time. But actually, I think that's probably natural when you're keen and you're new to something and you just want to, you know, you want to do something, make a difference. <laughs> yes. Um, so that's definitely something I've learned. Um, the other thing I've learned, I guess, is um, to to know that to trust that you can be you in a situation, and to uh, how can I sort of word it? Um, 
like it's quite hard as a pioneer sometimes when people have different expectations and different perceptions of pioneering and what you might be doing and actually it'd be quite easy to be sort of swayed along with what people want you to do just to please people Mm. um and i found that actually what i've learned is to not to be um what's the word not not to kind of be difficult and stick your feet in when it's not you know where you have to obviously you have to bend and you have to compromise sometimes but it's about being true to who you are and actually um if you feel a sense that god is saying this or there's this opportunity that's opened up then actually um sort of sticking with that even though people are sort of saying oh we don't we don't agree with that or we don't we don't see that or you know um so something about just being true to who you are that actually you know trusting that god has put you in that place for a reason and um you know to use your skills to use Mm. who you are to to fully be that pioneer that you need to be in that place if that makes sense yes it does (laughs) it absolutely it makes very good sense yeah yeah um and the other thing, I guess, I haven't really mentioned schools, but um, one thing I was surprised by, actually, and, and here as well, both both pioneer roles that I've had, uh, is how open schools are to pioneering and to, um, you know, building those relationships with you and allowing you opportunities to work mm. with families, to work with children within schools. And these are not church schools, neither neither context had, has, I've never worked in a church school. Um, so that was really um surprising to me because I thought there would be suspicion possibly and mm. there might be a fear of well are you you know are you going to preach at people or are you, you know I don't know yes but there, there really wasn't that there mm. was a very much an openness and a, and a kind of interest in my role and what I was there to do so that was great so um and, and is great here so the, the schools here are very open to, mm. to me working in the schools which is fantastic so wow wow sounds yeah. brilliant <laughs> That's great. Um, now, a, a different question, but connected to, to the essence of being a pioneer. Uh, we, we, read, uh, we read in the Bible that Jesus says, go, and then at the end of that, he says, uh, and surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. Um, tell us a little bit about your experience of Jesus, Jesus being with you uh, and how that turned out and how, how it worked. Goodness. <laughs> um, can I think of some specific examples? Um, wow. I don't know. I may have to come back to you on that one. <laughs> okay, yes. Yeah. I, mean, I do. Oh, I do have a, you know, a sense that God is with me, you know, every day, really. Yes. Um, and um, I've certainly seen that through my experience as a pioneer, but trying to think of really specific examples, I'm struggling to think of something. Yes, no, no, it doesn't necessarily need but, to be um, a, uh, specific, because yeah. often it's through the ordinary, isn't it? Yes, yeah, that's true, yeah. that's true. Yeah. Um, I mean, i give you a silly example, if you like. Um, yeah, no no example is silly, yeah. Silly examples. Yeah, yeah, I don't think um, it's silly. But one thing I, I've done here, in my context here in Western... Um, well, again, before lockdown, um, was I just started going out litter picking because, uh, so we have a dog and I do a lot of dog walks around and I've noticed there's quite a lot of litter around. Um, and so I thought, well, rather than just walking past it, I'm going to think about that. Um, so it wasn't really as a pioneer, it was just, you know, something I wanted to do as me living here. Um, so I would sometimes, you know, go out with a bin bag and a litter picker and just start picking up litter and the amount of conversations um that i'd had with people in the community because they noticed that someone was picking up litter 
and wanted to know why because I didn't have any kind of high-vis jacket on or any you know anything that marked me out as somebody from the council doing this I was just a person picking up litter yes but what has been really amazing is that a lot of people again completely from started by them in conversation they started talking about this is God's world God's creation we need to look after it and I was just gobsmacked thinking what (laughs) I haven't mentioned God I haven't mentioned anything to do with faith or anything and I haven't they didn't these people didn't know who I was they were people that were just people in the community that I hadn't met um and they were the ones talking about you know using bible references using just God's name and talking about creation and I thought wow wow this is incredible and just so many interesting conversations while you pick up litter so um yeah so I just you know and that's again a bit of a trivial example but it's just lots of examples like that where you just feel like God's really God's really at work in the community already and actually it is that I know it's been said a lot but it's about that finding out how you join in with what's already Mm. going on how do you find out you know how to do that but definitely there's been other situations where I've just felt like oh you're really with me right now. I can really feel, you know, yes. you're, you're here, that you've prepared the ground before me hmm. and here I am. And, you know, just tangibly feeling that, you know, that that was the right place to be. Um, so, yeah, just examples of that all the time. Definitely. <laughs> well, that raises the confidence, isn't it? It raises your confidence or, yeah, and you think you can just go out knowing that God is leading, even though you don't particularly feel it. You just know he is. Yes, that's right. Yeah. And it's often not through anything that I've done or, you know, plan to do. In fact, often the opposite of that. But mm. when I plan to do something, often it's more me than it is God. And then I go, OK, no, that's not, <laughs> that's yeah. not what you want to do here. Mm. <laughs> so, like you say, again, it links to that openness, just that openness to to, to seeing what, you know, what is going on here. Yes. And, yeah, what's my role in that? Wow. So, wow. Yeah. Wow. Amazing. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah, it, you just reminded me of, of a little story that I have myself. I was uh, uh, um, I was working with uh, with uh, asylum seekers from Afghanistan, and I remember one one person came along uh, one evening. We had we had every Wednesday we got together and we uh, had some drinks and biscuits and cakes, and then we had a little bit of time together with everyone. It was about uh, twenty fifteen to twenty people. And uh, and uh, we we explored uh, in terms of relationships, but also in terms of just exploring what life is, reading a little bit of Bible reading and uh, and that kind of thing. And I remember this one person uh, came to me and said uh, and said he had real difficulty uh, and and um, uh, giving up smoking. And uh, and he felt that ever since he came over uh, to the meetings and to gatherings together, uh, uh, he felt that. Uh, he should talk to somebody about it and perhaps they could pray about it together. And uh, I thought, mm, that's, uh, yeah, I, to, to myself, I thought, yeah, that sounds brilliant. But uh, I was a little bit unsure uh, how to respond. But he was telling me what he wanted to do, basically, that he wanted the two of us to pray together. So I said, okay, let's uh, let's bow our head. And we did that. And he prayed. He said, Lord, I want to, I want to give up smoking and I can't do that. And uh, I more or less repeated the same thing. And I said, Lord, you know, we believe you do. You have the power to do it. And uh, I didn't see him for a week. But then he came back and he said, I haven't had any cigarette for a whole week. And uh, I didn't have any struggles. And, uh, and, uh, and that day, uh, I remember going home and uh, thinking, what just happened? 
I didn't I didn't expect this this person come to me ask for that last week and now this week and uh, it just is interesting and yeah seeing God in in in, in moving in people's lives mm, mm. and unexpected yeah. like you say yeah, yeah that's right yeah it's happened yeah <laughs> there we go well um I have one more question what advice do you get, give to those who feel a sense of uh, wanting to do some pioneering work or feeling maybe there is a calling for them, but oh, they are unsure because of all the challenges that we just oh, talked about? You've just got to do it. You've just got to do it. <laughs> hmm. um, there's a great saying, isn't there? Do one thing every day that scares you. And um, <laughs> I have to say that there most days something scares me in terms of pioneering. I think, oh, I can't do it. It's only me. What am I, you know, what hmm. have I got to offer? Uh, and then I'm reminded that pretty much everyone in the Bible said the same thing to God. Yes. You know, why me? I don't want to do this. I can't do this because of X, Y, Z. Um, so I think just have a go. Have a go. Start small, maybe. Start small mm. and um, try one thing. See what happens. Mm. And uh, expect the unexpected. <laughs> wow. Because that's what tends to happen. Yeah. yeah. But, um, yeah, go for it. And also talk to other pioneers. I mean, there's quite a few of us out there, and we're all shapes and sizes, so you're, mm. you're bound to find one that, you know, <laughs> that you can talk to and you yes. can relate to and yeah. hear their stories. And, yeah, just um, – but I think sometimes you've just got to kind of dip your toe in the pool, if not jump in, but, you know, do it at the pace that you can. Mm. That's fine. I'd happily have a chat with people if they wanted to, to contact me. So. Wow, brilliant. <laughs> you know. Yeah, but there's loads of us out there, so yes, yeah, yeah. wow, great. Um, Nikki, what's your favorite hobby? Ah, yes, um, can I have two? Yes, yes, you can have more than two, break the rules. like a pioneer, break the rules and have two. <laughs> yes, um, <laughs> well, I love, I mean, I've mentioned walking my dog, I love going for long walks in the countryside, and actually, one of the mad things I did back in when was it, November, I did a sponsored walk from western to wells wow. across the, the west mendit way which is 20 i think about 20 miles just give or take wow uh, and it was wet and windy and freezing cold <laughs> i did it with the, the curate here it was his idea yeah. um and it, it was raising money for um christmas hampers um wow. but yeah i love long walks in the countryside that's where i feel closest to god that's i just love being out in nature hmm. um but the other thing I love doing is baking. So the, wow. a lot of what I'm doing during lockdown is baking cakes for the family. <laughs> wow, awesome. Um, I love it. So, yeah, those are the two things I love to do. Yeah. Wow, brilliant. I'll be sure when we come down, we'll invite ourselves to your place to have some scones or something. Yes, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We've got Victoria's sponge right now in the, in the kitchen. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, brilliant. Brilliant. That sounds great. Well, Nikki, thank you very, very, very much for your time. Uh, and, uh, and uh, yeah, and I hope that it will all go, go well with you and all that you're doing. Thank you. And you. Thank you. Thanks.